Welcome to episode 125 of Kapowcast. 125. Do you think there'll ever be a time where we don't open with the number and we're not astounded that we're at the number we're at? <laughs> I thought you were going to end that differently. I thought you were going to say, do you think there was ever an episode where we won't open with saying the number? And then I was going to suggest, you know, it might be a good idea because there's always times where we'll pre-record something and then we're like, fuck, we have to release it at this time. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't say the number, it wouldn't be that issue. And locks us. Yeah. Keeps us in check. Yeah. It really, uh, <laughs> it's like a quality control kind of deal. I feel like, yeah, I feel like every time I say the episode, I'm just like, wow, we're at 100. Yeah. And I just don't like, want to sound like a broken record every episode when we're like, Welcome to episode 300. <laughs> well, I was thinking that like it, what happens if or and or when we get to episode like 1185. 1185. Like that's a long time away. Yeah. But, but like that's... episode 1185. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you going to say it like that? Yes. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> I am Mike and joining me today is Tony. Hi. No, Jeff. We're not really going to talk about much news today. If you want to check out any of our news, you can refer back to our extra episode for San Diego Comic-Con, uh, which we talked all the news and all the stuff like that, which I just remembered. Totally forgot to plug Pod Bros on that. Yeah, I, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think John will get mad please at us. <laughs> please don't spank us, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured him at his desk at work, like biting his, biting his oh, finger, trying not to laugh. It. They're going to get it so hard and they I'm don't gonna, even know it. Going to crack my belt. Don't kink shame us. <laughs> Today, though, we are going to be talking about the up and coming format of digital. The digital download. Era. Digital versus physical. The ultimate debate. I wish there was somebody here that was digital. Was digital to I debate know, us. I don't really know anybody that's digital. I know people that are digital and I can kind of play devil's advocate for them. Huh. Try to at least. There's, to. there's only a couple arguments I I know for sure when it comes to digital. Try um, to look through their eyes. This has been world. a continuously up and coming thing. It all started with the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're even seeing it now almost a complete phase out, if you will, of physical music. Like you go to Best Buy and their music section, every time I go there, I'm pretty sure it's smaller and Small smaller because yeah, they're I phasing so it out. They're completely phasing it out. It's now literally one rack. And it sucks for me because I and you, we have been devoted physical copy format people yeah. for the longest time. Like there's something wrong in our brains. Yeah. I don't know if it's a if it's a stubbornness or if it's the materialistic part. Because uh, I like having shit. Yeah. I like that. I like to have something physical to show that I spent money on it. Yeah. And I was the type of person, like, if we're starting with the music, when I bought music, it was kind of the same way I treat my my Blu-rays and stuff now, where, like, I organized it, mm-hmm. I had them in order, and I just like to look at it, mm-hmm. like, in order and be like, wow, like, look at all this stuff I bought. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, when I say it out loud, it sounds a lot worse than it actually is. It, it, well, it's, it's like look any- at my disposable <laughs> income. <laughs> 
Well, I made so much money last year and I have nothing to show nothing for to show, it. Nothing. <laughs> but it's like any other aspect with like collecting and all this other stuff where like, you know, it completes the set kind of deal. You know, like the, I can tell you that there's there's times with music, movies and everything that like I will we'll just use movies because it's easier to explain this way. I liked number part one and part three, but I really hated part two. But I have part two. Why? Because you bought the set. I got the whole then I have the whole set. I have X-Men Origins. I hate that movie. That is the only, if you look at my collection, that is the only X-Men movie I do not own. Really? I do not own that. I I haven't even been able to bring myself to spend like the four bucks (laughs) that it would probably cost me to buy it. Well, I mean, I'm kind of that way with like uh, the Fan Four Stick movie. I just cannot, I can't break. You want to do it because you want us to do a commentary yes, for it. Very at the same badly. time, you're like, I don't want to spend that kind of money. Yeah, because like even uh, the Blu-ray is still like $14. And it's one of those things like, okay, 14 bucks. Like I can spend 14 bucks on something else really easy. Something that you actually want. Yeah. Something that would be worth the $14 possibly. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Not to backtrack. You know what the funny part is about music is. So originally the main argument, and this is going to be throughout the whole thing. The argument for digital over physical is clutter. Yeah. You don't have the space being taken up yeah. by all these plastic discs. And also it's, you know, there's some people like, Oh, it's better for the environment. It's not repro- It's not producing plastics and this and that. And right. You know, I, I get that. But now with music, you have people that are just buying vinyl. Yeah. Which to me is don't crucify me. To me, it's probably one of the weaker formats to listen to music. I tried to get into the vinyl thing. Uh-huh. I really did. And I have like a handful of stuff on vinyl, which is fine. Like, I think like if for something, if there's something, an artist, like a special artist, like you really follow, you love, it's cool to have that. Right. But it's nothing like, cause now you're the argument of like, oh, it takes up less space. Now you're, you're swapping out for something that takes up more space. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a lot, lot more awkward to store. Now, I was about to say, there's a lot of rules with vinyl too. And a lot of people don't follow the rules. Like, you know, you don't, you don't stack vinyl, you know, you don't, uh, you don't put it on end. You don't, you know, there's, there's certain, because it can ruin it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be stored at a certain temperature. Mm-hmm. You can't store it too cold. You can't store it too hot. It's this weird, it's a, it's definitely a collector area where you have to know how to care for them. You have to know how to treat them. You have to know how to uh, store them. It's not just like some Joe Schmo thing. And like, I'm sure there's people out there like, well, I don't do any of that. Okay. Well, your collection means diddly then to you. Like, why do you, why do you buy it? I will say that there are many, a few artists that I have listened to on vinyl that I prefer to listen to them on vinyl. It's usually, weirdly enough, a lot of digital-based bands, like Sleigh Bells. Mm -hmm. Sleigh Bells, their vinyl, in comparison to like a CD or a digital download, their vinyl sounds fucking crazy good. Like, I don't know what it is, if it's just the vinyl sound. Uh, Same thing with like orchestra movements. Uh, I have The Dark Knight Rises on vinyl, Mm -hmm. and that sounds crazy good. Like, it's just something that you get with the vinyl that, like, it's just not there with the digital print. And that's the thing with music. To me, music has never been good digital. Yeah. Even the highest quality, even direct, you know, uploaded directly from iTunes, there is, and you'll know this, there is still a slight compression of, of the file. That's it's, still there. You're. I, I feel like you're still not getting your full quality. And now it's even harder for people to produce physical copies of stuff like that because people aren't buying it, which sucks for me because I like the physical fucking copies. <laughs> and for example, like 
I don't buy CDs nearly as much as I used to just because for one, there's not nearly as many bands producing albums uh-huh. that I listen to anymore. And two, you know, it's just, they're harder to come by. But when I do pick up an album, I can't tell you how many bands I picked up that no longer do the plastic jewel case. Okay. It's just the cardboard the flip tr- tr- sleep okay. or whatever. Cause it's a cheaper thing. It's a cheaper means. Yeah. For example, now there's bands coming out with new CDs right now that I'm like, fuck, how am I going to get this? Uh-huh. I got to I gotta pre-order it from their store and wait for it to ship. Uh, for example, MXPX. I was about to say MXPX. I don't know if there's any MXPX fans that listen to the show, but uh, MXPX just released a new album. And I knew for a damn fact, the only way I'm going to get this is, is if order. I pre-order it through their store. And yeah. they even said, like, you know, pre-order it now and get the physical copy because once the physical copies are gone, that's, that's it. it. They're yep. done. They're not making anymore. And I'm just like, well, fuck. In a defense of that nature for like MXPX, especially like Bayside 2, um, a lot of bands are saying to hell with record labels and they're producing this all this on they, their own. MXPX go funded me their entire album. Exactly. So like I get having a digital download for your stuff when you're self-producing because like we we produced an album. We got physical copies and now my mom is stuck with like boxes on end of our physical copies of our CDs because we, you know, we didn't sell all of them. Obviously when we did that digital stuff, wasn't quite what it was at. No, if it would, I think if, I mean, there's no doubt that there are the benefits to the digital age. If you want to check out that music, you can actually find it on Spotify. You just search waiting for tomorrow and you'll see it's not the techno or not the techno stuff. no. No, uh, you, you'll see mine and Mike's face on the cover for yes. sure. A fresh face. Oh yeah. No beard. No beard. Yeah. On that. See if you can find me. <laughs> see if you can pick me out. Yeah. See if you can. A free album to anybody who picks me out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can listen to the, all of it on Spotify. Because uh, funny enough, when we produced the album and we got the physical copies, uh, we got a digital digital store through CD baby which later would come into cohorts with Spotify, hence why it's on Spotify now. Interesting. I was wondering how that. Meant. Yep. Yep. So uh, that's, uh, we, we were actually part of the digital movement and we didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and now we're really part of the digital movement because we don't physically produce anything like copy wise. Yeah, that's true. We're all digital now. Um, flash, you know, flash forward to what, you know, movies, yeah. So, and we kind of talked about this a little bit after doing the San Diego Comic Con episode. Uh-huh. Now they're moving into the Ultra HD 4K, whatever the fuck they're called, <laughs> format, which I feel is like way too soon after Blu-ray. And I felt Blu-ray was too soon after DVD. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the window was between VHS and DVD. Oh. I feel like VHS had a lot longer life than these other formats. I don't know. I don't think so. Like we were talking about it a little bit and like DVDs kind of came around in like maybe I would say the late 1990s um, and VHS was around. It was definitely around in the eighties. I was about to say my mom said that she was in high school and had VHS, I believe which she graduated in 59. And that's when they first started coming around. There was a weird era where it was like VHS laser disc and all that stuff. And that spacing, I feel like is too the, soon. The laser disc was the, uh, what was the alternate to Blu-ray HD DVD was the HD DVD of its time. Yeah. I don't know if there was a thing between like, it was like waiting to see like, Oh, it's going to win out. It's going to replace a VHS and VHS kind of went out. I remember when Blu-ray and HD DVD were coming out, like you oh, had man. to, you had to back a horse in that race. <laughs> and it's really funny because a few years later we get a movie 
Uh, Tropic Thunder. The first VHS machine was made in 1976, by the way. 1976. So that is pretty lengthy. Well, I guess maybe. Yeah, no, my mom would have been in high school because she was born 1959. So maybe each format has maybe like a 20, 25 year lifespan. Yeah. For example, we, we said I started buying those in like 2003. Yep. So 2003, 2013, 14, that's about 25 years. Yep. And then Blu-ray started peaking its head around back when we became friends. That's about 15 years. Holy shit. Roughly. I think we're a couple of years shy of 15, but so, I mean, that's just kind of putting it in perspective for you. Like maybe the Blu-ray gap was a little shorter than the DVD from VHS, but I mean, we we were right there at the cusp, but like, DVD was like a huge step forward and now it's like kind of little steps forward. The funny thing is, is, uh, for all that, they are actually still producing DVDs, standard DVDs. Oh, they are. Yeah. Cause you still yeah, get them. Are. Like you still get them in your, when you buy the Blu-ray, like the DVD comes with it. So it's like, Oh cool. I got a fucking right coaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even, not even that, but they have the DVD copies for sale too. Yeah. And I always look at it and I go, what the, who the hell still watches DVD? But I, we actually know a lot of people that still watch DVD. They haven't transitioned over to the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric's one of them, wasn't he? He still, he still, yeah. Has I think DVDs. he still, I think he still has a lot of DVDs. Yep. So. And I think part of it too, though, the the trouble with the DVD Blu-ray thing too is like when it switched over to Blu-ray, it wasn't like you could just switch your format over. Yeah, you switch. You had to switch over everything. You had to switch over your pl- well, mostly. Yeah, yeah. You had to switch over your player. You had to switch over your TV. Yep. And that's kind of what sucks now with 4K is once again they're like. Okay, you got to switch over your player. You got to switch over your TV. It's like, well, I ain't got the fucking money for that. What even sucks more about 4K, right, is you go online and you look at the 4K players that are coming out and you find like a one that's like 130 bucks, but you're not reading the fine print. You're reading the fine print. It's upscaled 4K. It's not true 4K. Mm-hmm. The true 4K players currently about three to four hundred dollars. Then that's, we saw, uh, there was a 55 inch 4k TV at Best Buy the other day. Uh, it was like 1700. Uh, huh. and I'm just like, fuck that. That's like, a uh, uh, like super led. I think I know which one you're talking about. Cause I've drooled over it several times. Mm-hmm. We got led smart TV 4k back in black Friday. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. It was black Friday. Cause it was like, I'm like the best buy platinum level. You spend a lot of money here. So here's a, here's a little tidbits and sneak peeks. Mm-hmm. So I got before black Friday sales and got one for like 500 and some odd dollars. And that was a mistake because now I want to upgrade like everything to 4k TV because even like streaming looks better on 4k. Our living room TV currently is an LCD. Our bedroom TV is LD LED 4k. I hate spending time in the bedroom if I'm not sleeping. I like, I'm the guy that likes to get up and go to the living room, you know, grab my laptop, stream some stuff, edit, you know, do whatever I do, uh, play, play games. And the LCD is starting to irk me. <laughs> like, I'm just like, man, the blacks aren't as crisp. The color isn't as crisp. Everything just looks like garbage on this TV, but it's not even that bad of a TV. Like it's, it's a, it's a first world problem kind of deal. Funny too, because we kind of talked about it, like maybe not even a year ago. A lot of companies, especially Disney, were pushing their 3D uh, Blu-rays, mm-hmm. which I'm glad that's dying out. Um, and it kind of irked me a bit when they started doing that, because once again, here, here you are, you're getting in the collector aspect of it. There's a, there's a, there's a, th- a weird thing in our brain <laughs> that says. I want everything to look the same. Mm-hmm. I want it to have a uniform. It's a weird OCD thing. I can't quite explain it. But what sucked when Disney started doing that 
is they made it where if he wanted the addition with the sleeve and like the, the better, I would say the superior art, mm-hmm. you had to buy the Blu-ray with the 3D Blu-ray and this and that, yeah. which was more expensive. And then they released just the regular version with do on Blu-ray, yeah. just the regular, you know, version. And so then I was like, well, I want everything to look the same. And, and then you're, you're like, you're buying these fucking 3D versions right. and you don't even want them. What's funny is that like you bring this up and I understand exactly what you're talking about, but that movement alone is what broke me from the habit mm-hmm. of like having everything uniform, get the dust cover, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It was a weird aspect of, well, I'm not buying 3D because I have no plans on buying a 3D, a 3D player or a 3D TV. I have zero expectation for that. Like, it's just not what I want. It's not my thing. It's never been my thing. Did it ever cross your mind sometime to be like, I could just take the dust jacket off this one, put it on the regular Blu-ray and no. check out. <laughs> no. It crossed my mind. I never did it, but it crossed my mind. It's It was one of those things that I think maybe I was just too angry to realize because mm-hmm. that's a good idea. I probably would have thought about that if I was clear-headed. I actually went through a point where, because my collection was getting so big and I had to create making room, I, I actually had to ditch a lot of my, as you call them, the dust, the slip covers. Yeah. Because like I was like, well, if I got rid of all these, it opens up this much more space. Wait, and you I actually f- got rid of the dust cover? Some of them, yes. This was before. This was way, this was still DVDs. So I got rid of a lot of them and now I regret it. I bet you, you do. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> but so now we're, we're in this weird frame, weird time frame where now they're, you know, Disney, once again, they're doing the same thing with the 4K DVDs where yeah. like you want the steel book, you have to get the 4K version. Right. You know, they're not offering it in the regular Blu-ray DVD version, which fucking sucks because mm-hmm. I think you pre-ordered Infinity War. Yeah. And I mentioned, I was like, well, I'm going to wait to see, wait for them to do the Blu-ray one. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Not happening. If if I want the steel book, I have to get the 4K. And even at Target, Target has a special edition too. If you want that, you have to get the 4K one. Really? Otherwise, you just get the regular DVD Blu-ray one. Mm. It's a strong play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this movement, this movement could work. Because like I said, we're moving steadily towards greater and greater uh, quality stuff mm-hmm. in your home. And 4K, I kind of started to get ahead of the curve. You know, like I think all the Marvel movies from like Thor Ragnarok, maybe a little bit further back, I have in 4K. I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player. No, I only have one 4K TV. Prepping for the day. Prepping. I'm just prepping for it because I, I like have a, like a doomsday shelter. <laughs> <laughs> Except, you know, there's no canned beans. It's just a bunch of 4K Blu-rays. I have sat down and I've watched a 4K copy and I have to say... Like, dude, when you when you finally get to sit down, you watch it on a 4K TV, 4K player, not upscaled. It is mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Like the black. Oh, for sure. You know, what's weird <sighs> is and I, I mean, we're, we're going to get to the, the, the whole like digital download stuff in a minute. But remember when they first started releasing like the HD DVD or HD TVs even? Yeah. And you'd see them in stores and like, you'd just be like, that looks so fucking weird. Yeah. Like how it's moving. Like, it, oh, the, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It would look like you can't even describe it. Like, it looks like it's having live in front of me. Like, mm-hmm. it's so weird. I don't even notice that anymore. Yeah. It increased, well, it, it increases the frame rate. Uh, so you're actually watching it like at, at I think, 30 frames per second. Mm hmm. Where most films are uh, shot in 24 frames per second. Now, don't quote me. I'm no professional here. But when that whole shindig started happening, that movement, the mm-hmm. motion, 
Um, of course, I'm going to read about it. Like, why, why do we need this? Why is this a thing? And yeah, you're completely right. I remember when it happened and my buddy Ben got a TV and it did that. And I remember going over there at night and just like watching and almost feeling motion sickness. It's almost distracting. Yeah. It was almost distracting how like crazy it was. Uh-huh. And LCDs, uh, my old LCD in the living room, it doesn't do that. This was before that, but the new TV does that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I still notice it depending on what we watch. Like if we watch a, like a movie I've watched a bunch of times on Blu-ray or something, because it's the TV that does it, not the Blu-ray. Yeah. And you got to be watching a good thing on TV. You have to have a good cable connection yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. I have a strong connection. Be something I've watched a dozen times over again to, for me to actually notice, notice it. Like we watched uh, the day Dark Knight hit 10 years. I watched the Dark Knight mm-hmm. on that TV, and I was like, ah, I was Those like, IMAX <laughs> shots. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, we're not going to get into that. Because, <laughs> like I said, I watched it on the new TV, and I was just like, oh. I remember one time we went out to eat. It was like me, our buddy Eric, and I think I think Cody might have been there too. Uh-huh. And we kind of started talking about this stuff. This was a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and I would mention I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't really like, you know, I feel like my, I don't really notice like the movement or anything on my TV anymore, and. And Eric was like, oh, I noticed it. I was like, really? He was like, oh, yeah. He's like, when I'm over there, he's like, I'm watching. He's like, I notice how it, it looks. I was like, oh, I guess I'm just you've blindly got, used to it. <laughs> yep, you've become accustomed. It's your norm now. But now, and I'm almost of the mind that like uh, Blu-ray, I feel like, you know, you're still okay with it. Mm-hmm. You're still good purchasing Blu-rays. I, I think, I don't think Blu-ray is nowhere near going to be a dying format. People said that DVDs were a dying format and they're still producing them to this day. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're a DVD purchaser, I'd be a little more concerned now. Yeah. Cause we're moving into the next step. I don't know if when Blu-ray started to come in, that was the official nail in the coffin of VHS. I think when the battle between HD DVD and Blu-ray ended and Blu-ray came out at the top, that's when DVD was pretty much the last nail. When it rolled out, dude, it rolled out hard. I don't know if you remember, but it was like Blu-ray is kind of here and there. And then when when the battle had ended and Blu-ray won, it was like mess. Yeah, that was friends. that was a weird time, man. Uh-huh. That was weird. It was. I feel sorry for anybody that backed <laughs> HD DVDs. <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody listening that was like, I fucking thought for sure. <laughs> I thought for sure HD DVD would win it out. There was no way of telling. No. Because like Blu-ray had the true. I mean, I still remember those like preview commercials on the movies when you bought them mm-hmm. where it'd be like Blu-ray quality, HD DVD quality, where like HD DVD 720 and like Blu-ray is like true 1080. Didn't matter if you didn't have the fucking TV to you know watch it properly. People didn't know that though. So now we're in the digital age, yep. and now like even movies have become digital. Mm-hmm. You can even, even what pisses me off now too is uh, take for example uh, Infinity War will mm-hmm. be out. You know you can purchase it digitally July thirty first. Pisses me off. If you want it physical, you have to wait all the way. Till August fourteenth. That's a long wait. That's a big gap, right that's there. A, that's a yeah. I, there was one that came out not too long ago that I was I actually got kind of irked about. Justice, Justice League? League. Yeah, I think it was Justice. I League. mean, well, and even uh, the death of Superman. You can download it right now. I know digital download right now. Mm-hmm. Or you know you can wait a couple weeks and buy it. Which the th- the bad thing about that is it doesn't that kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for instigate pirating in, in a strange way yeah 
I have watched some DC titles <laughs> before their physical release yeah. after the digital download comes out. Right. And I'm like, well, I, does this hurt their sales at all? Like when it comes down to it, like I'm sure it takes a chunk out of physical, but I don't think piracy is as big of a issue as it once was. Yeah. Like when, when it was as easy as Napster or LimeWire, like now, now if you want to pirate stuff, you, you kind of have to know the angles you know, like using torrents and stuff like that and getting good quality. You know, there's there's just Cody on the fire stick and stuff like that. But like, dude, I'm completely stupid to any of it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I mm-hmm. don't I don't I don't see the point of doing all that work well and for something that is like piss poor quality, the, but it's free, you know? Piracy, like with Napster and stuff like that, that was kind of the precursor to the digital age. Yeah. People like me and you, the idea of having of of hey, I got this album for free, but I don't really have a, I don't have it, but I, I have it for free on like wave files. Copy. I got a burn copy. Yeah. Like that never really did it for me. No, no. And it's just the same thing with digital. Like the idea of like I just bought something. All right, cool. Let's see it. Hang on, let me grab my computer. <laughs> let me grab. Let me grab a. Hang on, let me open my phone and unlock it. Like I don't know. Like I've I've always been of the mindset, even when I was a kid. Uh, and I would get like money for like Christmas or birthday or something like that. Mm-hmm. First communion. Uh, <laughs> Not over here. <laughs> oh, and confirmation. Oh, made out like gangbusters. You were missing out. You were missing out. Should have went Catholic. Should have huh? went Catholic. <laughs> you get paid. <laughs> the uh, there's the perk of it. <laughs> I want that on a shirt. Should have went Catholic. Could have got paid. <laughs> Uh, but even then, like I was of the mindset, like if I'm spending my money, I want to spend it on, on something I can have yeah, something, something can hold. I can hold something that I have the proof of, look, look what I bought mm-hmm. with my money. I even hated buying food with it because it's like, all I have left after that's just shit. <laughs> Isn't that a weird aspect? Like, I don't know if we're just a weird bunch, but that was the same thing when I was younger. I hated buying food. Why? Because you're left with nothing afterwards. Like, like yeah, it's good. Like, yeah, you, you, you eat your body, you know, you know, you give your body fuel, et cetera, et cetera. I get all that now. But I like, want to, I want to know though, sorry, on caffeine and sugar and, <laughs> you know, be perfectly fine. I was like, well, I'm just going to drink all this soda and dr- eat some M&Ms and, you know, then I'm going to take this extra money. I'm going to go buy whatchamacallit on DVD. I thought you meant like a whatchamacallit candy run. Like that's more food, sir. That's <laughs> more food. Uh, but I want to know, like, if, if there's anybody listening that is, like, super into the digital age. And, I mean, I'm not saying there's a wrong way or a right way. But I want to know, aside from the argument of I don't have the clutter, what is the benefit? I would like to know that also. Is is there any other benefit? Are you getting, like, a higher quality picture? Like, then, like, if you get a digital as opposed, like, I'm, causing, I'm talking, like, apples to apples. Like, if you buy the digital copy, you got the Blu-ray version. Right. As opposed to a regular physical Blu-ray disc, or you got the 4k version as opposed to the 4k disc. Like, is there a difference picture wise other than I don't have the clutter? What is the benefit of the digital? I will say that. And um, I guess you get it two weeks early. I will say buying the physical copy, you get the digital download code. And with that, you can go on your device and digitally download it to whatever. Now, like I got my computer and I have Voodoo on here. So I started putting the codes in and getting movies on my Voodoo account mm-hmm. 
or terms of like going down to Florida. Like I, you know, I might, I still haven't gotten into putting in the digital download codes yet. It comes in handy if you're traveling. Yeah. I don't travel. And it's that aspect of it that like I get, but with that, and I don't know if this is the same with like buying a digital straight from the bin, but if I'm leaving my house to get on a plane to fly four hours, I have to physically download it from Voodoo onto my computer so that I can watch it without Wi-Fi and then delete it at a later point. That's that's an aspect that I'm just not fond of. Like, I don't like having like this digital digital database of my movies, but I have I don't actually have my movie. Yeah. It's it's like the the age old argument of, oh, I got a new car. No, you don't have anything. Stop paying the payments. What happens to the car? You Mm -hmm. don't own that car. Right. The bank owns that car. Same thing with your house. You don't actually own anything. Part of uh, part of my argument for the digital always was. And I understand there are measures to prevent this. But there is still like, what if you lose it? Like, let's say you have everything on a flash drive. Right. What if you what if like, yeah, like I understand the chance of that happening. Right. Might be slim to none, but there's still a chance. Mm-hmm. There is still a chance that what if uh, somebody spills something on it? Mm-hmm. What if it just you'd lose it? Right. It falls out of your pocket. You take it over a buddy's house, falls out of your pocket one night. And the next morning you go over there, find it. And somebody ran over it with their car. And I know luckily for a lot of stuff, like I know for iTunes, the good thing is if you buy something in iTunes, you've bought it. Yeah. It's, you don't have to repurchase it. Right. But it's just the fact that you would have to go through and re-download everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I correct me if I'm wrong. I might be missing something here, but I just, the, the idea, once again, it's just, if I buy something, I want to hold it. Yeah. I want to, you know, look at it. I want to have a physical representation of what I just spent my money on. Mm. And there's also this sick part in my brain that once again, likes look like I look at, sometimes I'll just stare at my, my Blu-ray <laughs> shelf and I'm just like, look at them all. Oh, it's glory for the clutter argument. I almost see it as a, as a devil's advocate. Like for me, I have what is now your Blu-ray shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I upgraded to, our whole shelving unit around the TV. We would have never got that if I didn't have all my Blu-rays mm-hmm. and now they're nicely hidden. It's not an eyesore until you open them up, but then it's almost kind of impressive. It's just, they it, just it, spill out. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like an unveil. You open it up and it's just like, ah. don't get me wrong. I mean, I am at a point now where our collect, especially because we've combined our collections uh, me and stuff where now it's like, Oh shit, we have run out of room Yeah, and we need to start making some calls. Although my way of fixing it is, well, we just need to convert more of our stuff to Blu-rays because the cases are smaller. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I did. <laughs> and I'm already looking at it. I'm like, okay, my Batman, the animated series DVDs take up about this much space. Uh-huh. And once the Blu-ray comes out, it's probably going to take up about that, that much, much space. Yep. So you're going to free up a whole shit ton of space right there. That was actually the uh, argument that I used when converting everything from DVD to Blu-ray. Was <laughs> I'm running out of room. If I get Blu-rays, I save I save up room. I don't have to buy a new shelf. It almost does sound like we're crazy people. Oh yeah, it's because yeah. it's, it's like oh wow, we're just kind of like justifying. I, there's there's no doubt about it. There's definitely a weird obsession with it. I believe it's just a collector's obsession. It is. I th- and and we are very, we have very collector mindsets. And oh, I mean, yeah. you may be listening and thinking like, oh, I'm not a collector. Anything that you own that you, if you own shoes and you have like 
sneakerhead, 15 pairs of shoes. Uh-huh. Guess what? That's a collection. Yep. And it was actually, they talked about it a lot in one of the episodes of the toys that made us. Uh-huh. There was a doctor that, uh, I think it was like a psychiatrist or a therapist or something that was talking and he had mentioned that it was, it's healthy to have these collections. Yeah. To have this sort of thing that you put yourself into and, you know, as to an extent. Right. Like there are right. people like. <laughs> There's always it, extremes for everything. For example, uh, I'm going to use hot toys as an example. There are people that I think it is almost a compulsion for them that they have to order them as soon as like certain ones are, are released. Yeah. And it was so much so, like, you know, where uh, a dude in one of the groups, I mean, one of the admins that runs it. After Comic-Con, they released all these figures and then they put them up for pre-order that week. He put like a big paragraph thing. It's like, you know, just a reminder, you know, guys, like just remember these are figures and they're very expensive. Just make sure you're, you know what you're doing, uh-huh. making sure your finances come first. Don't go broke. Don't put your family's well-being at jeopardy just to fucking buy some toys. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like you, you got to keep it in check, but to have like a collection, whether it be comics Music, tennis shoes, figures, vinyl. Vinyl, yeah. I could see a lot of people that collect vinyl that would look at stuff we do and kind of scoff and be like, well, what are you doing? And like, be like, yeah. e- e- or even sports mem- memorabilia. Sports memorabilia. That's, that's another, a big one. That's, that's a, a big, big one. one. <laughs> Very big one. That's, a, if, that's if, one of those ones that people don't like when I bring it up. <laughs> dude, no. Like a sports fan can be just as insane as a comic book fan. Uh-huh. No oh, yeah. fucking joke. Dude, I'm going to fantasy football. It's fucking Dungeons and Dragons. It's, D&D. it's it. fucking <laughs> D&D for sports heads. It's it's a lazy D&D because you don't create. No, you, you create your team, but you don't create your players. No fantasy leagues are total fucking D&D. I 100% agree. And with if you. you're sitting here getting ready to argue with me that it's not. No, bring it. You're fucking wrong. <laughs> It's dude. It's it's classic. Like the, the outline of it itself screams D and D. And if you if you're gonna sit there and argue it, it's either you have some sort of insecurity, insecurity, or you don't know what D and D is to begin with. You just use that term because it's uh, stereotypically connected with a nerd or a geek in order to make fun of them. And it's then you just look like a fucking moron. Yeah. If you do fantasy leagues, yeah, that's fine. Like. But don't 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 make fun of me for my shit. Yeah, exactly. Like we all have our things like, you know, even even my mom growing up, like she had stuff that she collected, Mm -hmm. you know, mom trinkets. Yeah. You know, uh, chachkis and knickknacks and what have you and whatnot. (laughs) My mom has a obsession with uh, uh, chickens. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know where it came from. Uh, She's been collecting all these little chicken deals. My mom was bears. Bears? Like little, she had like little, like a lot of little like uh, bear figurines, like Uh a lot of like, we had multiple cases and like, and I'm going fast forward now, like uh, Santa's. She has a shit ton of Santa Claus. That is a mom thing. Like Christmas comes out. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like a fucking army of Santa's. Like she has to have anywhere between, she I, she has to have like 400. Oh my God. That is a lot of sense. She has to have somewhere around there. And this is where I get it from. <laughs> it's, your, it's your mom's fault. This is totally where I get it from. Cause yeah, I don't know, but I don't know where mine came from to be honest, because when I was younger, my mom didn't really have a collection collection. You know, my mom was always the one that you we know, worked her ass off to put us kids where we need to go. 
Um, I think it, I think it definitely stemmed from music, though. That was where it all started was music. I mean, for me, I mean, it, it, it even went as far as like when I was a kid buying action figures and stuff like that. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. And but. <laughs> To get back, like, kind of sort of on topic, I didn't really get into buying movies until after I got my first paycheck for my first job. And I went to, I'm pretty sure it was Best Buy, and I bought some VHSs. And I bought, (laughs) uh, I think I bought Clerks. uh, I bought Mall Rats. VHS. That's actually another collection I I kind of started. Yeah. And I I bought, like, I had a very small pocket of VHSs. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, and then, you know, whatever. But I don't know. I mean, I just to go even further, you know, even with comic books, uh-huh. I still the idea of reading a comic book on a digital thing is just it's weird to me. I, like, I, I feel like I, I could appreciate the art more physically in hand as opposed to looking at a screen. I feel like I get a fucking headache. What's what's really weird is it, it's all done digitally, like creative wise. That's um, true. I, yeah. The whole reading comic books in a PDF file. I don't, I think honestly, if it was not for this show, I would still stick to my guns with that. But there's been instances where like, we're going to do a review and the only way I can read it in time is I find a PDF online and I read it that way. Or even like when we got, had the guys uh, on from Motor City Mo, we read it in a PDF format. Yeah. And I, th- I, th- I want to say that was like one of the major times where it wasn't a reread. I was actually reading it for the first time in a PDF. And that took some getting used to. I remember the, reading it and I'm like, okay, so like we're scrolling down, but it's, it's the other page. And yeah. Well, fuck. just like, I think just like music, uh, comic books digitally, it is a huge benefit for the artist. Yeah. A huge benefit. Like I, I, it's weird. I understand it from a releasing standpoint, <laughs> but from a consumer standpoint, I'm right. just like, nah, it's but, just not for me. It's really easy for me to to look at it in a business or a managerial uh, standpoint in the factor that you're not producing something physical. You're just releasing what essentially is your um, exported file from Illustrator or whatever you're doing. And the cu- cost cut of doing that alone puts you in the in the positive after you know, what, five, 10, 15 Mm -hmm. issues in comparison to mass marketing these books and then selling them. And you have to sell three, four times as much because you have all this physical copies. And I, I, I get that. I understand that. But then you try to talk to the collection side of the collector side of me and he wants nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. He is just like, no, no, if I have to, I'll do this. But only when you force me. Not to mention the scary thing with the digital age is how many people listening oftentimes will sit here and reminisce about, man, there was nothing like a Friday night as a kid and heading to Blockbuster. Oh, the Blockbuster treatment. Nothing like it, man. And and that that whole experience is just gone. gone. It doesn't exist no more. And because of streaming and the digital age that we live in. And I don't want to see with comics. I I don't want to see the end of the comic book shop. No, there. I don't want to sit here. You know, fifteen years from now, going like, oh man. Well, even th- remember walking into Big Ben's. You know, just walking in there Let's and not just talk like this. You know, no, I no. don't want. I don't no. want that to happen. That's another aspect that's pretty genius that you brought up. Even those guys are slowly transitioning into it. If you go on eBay, Big Ben's has their eBay store for their collections. Yes, they do. Yeah. So like 
people that are doing that or doing live stream auctions on Facebook or YouTube, they get what's happening. They they're ahead of the curve. There's there's people that don't do that. There's comic book stores that do not do that. They have no interest of doing that. We're stick to your guns thing. It kind of comes back to this weird aspect of like, listen, like we're in the movement right now. So I can give you one guess where it's moving to. And it's an adapt or die type deal. Like if you do not adapt or you do not figure out a way to satisfy gonna, this, these people over here, you're going to die out. You're going to join uh, blockbuster and toys <laughs> R us. Yeah. Exactly. By the wayside, by the wayside. Thank God we, we will never have digital action figures. Digital. <laughs> that market will always be alive. There will always be, it will always be there, but it's, it's, I mean, it's weird because I want to, I want to know statistically, I would love to see a, a breakdown of, the average action figures, how much these days sell to adults and how much sell to kids. Because kids are super into their fucking tablets and their right. phones and shit now. It's it's weird that you brought that up because we've said it a hundred times and I looked into it a little bit. As in a marketing standpoint for action figures nowadays, adults are buying more than kids. The collectors because we're we're that we're that group. We had all this stuff when we were we were younger. And, and now we have the money to buy it better, right. and we 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 want that taste of nostalgia because our because our childhood was so good. Like I understand that there's probably people out there that didn't have a good childhood, and I'm blessed for uh, the childhood I had and the the capabilities of getting what I got. I understand that, but then I meet older people, you know, the forties, fifties, sixties, whatever it be, and they give me crap for how I'm how my generation is nostalgic. Dude, you're sitting here giving me crap. It was your fault. It was your generation's fault. That's why why I'm so nostalgic. I got a really good childhood and I constantly <laughs> I'm smarter, I'm stronger, whatever. Nowadays, I uh, you know, I'm a functioning adult in society, sometimes not, but nothing will ever compare to the feelings and everything of being a kid. The the carefreeness, the not not even understanding what stress is. The biggest stress point was the factor of, oh, crap, am I going to get home at 4 o'clock so I can watch Batman? <laughs> That's, that is We're breaking nothing. down walls. That is nothing compared, <laughs> compared I, to that. You know, and we, we this, this show took a lot of different weird turns. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had a feeling it was going to do that, and it wouldn't stay on track because I, this happened the last time we did, like, a collection. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, episode. It, it's been good, though. I mean... Times are consistently changing, and unfortunately, there are some old dogs that refuse to change <laughs> in some ways. Uh, in some ways, we do change. Like, uh, I, I always swore that I, I was like, I don't need to buy, you know, uh, I don't need to buy Blu-rays or... Yeah, you were I don't, stuck on that. <laughs> I don't need... Just because it's, it's an expensive thing to replace your entire collection. Mm -hmm. And then, like, there was even a point where when I started buying Blu-rays, I was like, well, there's certain movies I'm not going to get because what does it matter, you know? Right. And now I have those on Blu-ray, <laughs> you know? There's, uh, there's so many ways of doing it cheap. You just have to, you have to be yeah. aware. I mean, it's... it's Blockbuster it, helped that a lot. <laughs> Blockbuster closing helped that a lot. Yeah. But it is what it is. I'm like I said, there's no wrong or right way. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong. This was an opinion piece. Yes, <laughs> I mean, like I said, aside from like the maybe the two week uh, early release date, yeah, and then the not not the clutter in quality. I want to know if there's any other benefit between the two, between getting digital over 
that. I want to know, like, is there a, is there a picture difference? I guess is the real question. I, I, I would have to say no. I've watched digital download and I've watched physical copy. And I don't really even think that like there would be, it wouldn't be the copy itself. It'd be what you're watching it on. Mm-hmm. You know, like that also, that, it, it never used to be like that either. It always depends on what you're watching it on. Yeah. Back when there was old tube TVs, everything looked like shit. Yeah, everything looked like (laughs) shit then, so it didn't matter what you watched it on. Those big projection TVs, those were even worse. Yeah. Those ones that weigh like 400 pounds and were as tall as me. Yeah, yeah. Those things suck. I feel like... uh, I feel like we did good here today. I, I always know we serve justice. I always know what's been a good show and a, a good conversation when I feel somewhat tired after. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, if I smoked, I feel like I need a cigarette just laid in bed with one hand behind my head. Broski. I don't, I don't know if that's a, that's a good thing. You feel like that after a, a conversation with a, an I'm winded. <laughs> I think you have something else sir. <laughs> You might need to go to the doctor. <laughs> you might want to get that checked out. Becoming less and less social, so it's just exhausting talking to people. It is. It, I, that's why I'm exhausted after days of work. Yeah. Oh, no, I completely understand being totally drained because you have to interact with people. Midnight's has actually further acclimated me to being a hermit. Because <laughs> with my new midnight schedule, I'm, I'm basically alone down in my shop. If I can go talk to maintenance guys, but I'm alone. So I've now come used to being alone and it's like, oh, this is bad. Like (laughs) we should probably try to socialize a little bit more. I think that we'll do this. Do this. That'll do this. That'll do it. That'll do it for this opinion piece. That'll do pig of Kapow cast. It took a lot of turns, a lot of twists. A lot of interesting aspects discussed. Mm. I think we were. I want to plug this. You, you showed me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The whole reason for this episode, pretty much. <laughs> Mike showed me before we, we recorded this episode. He showed me this uh, really nifty app for people like us who are collectors of movies and everything. Um, I'll let him break it down. But essentially what it is, is you can catalog your movie collection on your phone by scanning the barcodes of the movie. As a collector, I was kind of hesitant because he said it was eight bucks through the the app store, which is a little pricey for me. Uh, a little pricey for any app. I don't yeah. I don't pay for apps often, but if ever. After like three or four selling points, it got me. Um, and you can connect with your friends and like look at their collection too. Like, oh, uh, I'm it's really <laughs> it is pretty cool. And uh, so you can, like you said, you can connect with your friends. It's actually the in case anybody's wondering the movies. The app's called My Movies. The icon is a little, uh, the, whatever it is when you go start the movie and you click the the thing, (laughs) the the slate. Yes. Um, so you, you get it, you scan all your stuff. Um, and it, it, uh, it puts it all, it categorizes it all in alphabetical order. And, uh, you can also click on the movie and it'll show you the cast list. And just like an example, I was talking to somebody at work about it and they were like, it seems kind of like a redundant thing. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, it, it kind of is. And then we started talking about, he's like, do you have a uh, evolution? I was like, I don't know. Let me check. And I was like, <laughs> yep. I was like, there it is. Yep. I was like, we have it. And he, then we started talking more. He's like, was, uh, was Sean William Scott in that movie? And I was like, I don't know. Let's look. And I just clicked it and it pulls up the cast. And he was like, okay. He's like, well, that's, that's a good selling point. And it pulls up like, you know, the almost like an IMDB type page for it. Right. And you can also, if you're one of those people that has people borrowing shit from you all the time, <laughs> You can mark who borrowed it and what day they borrowed it. 
And so you can make sure you get your shit back. Just like uh, Jeff has still has my X-Men executioner song comic book and he still has not brought it back. I think it's been like a year and a half now. You should probably like make yourself a note. Next I don't time. think I'm getting it back. <laughs> You'll get it back. He's not like that. Unless he lost it in his move. I was going to say, he's moved since yeah, then. That's so. what has me concerned. But another cool thing about the app, too, is... I feel like we're doing a plug for it. But another cool thing is, like, when you have collections like we do, uh-huh. and sometimes you're out, and we use Disney as an example. Disney is one of those companies that everybody knows, the Disney vault, and they constantly re-release stuff. So they'll re-release stuff, and it almost triggers something in your brain. You're like, shit, do I have that? Yeah, constantly. And then you have to, like... That. This way you can open up your app and be like, okay, do I have it? And yep. Oh, yep. There it is. Okay, cool. Or uh, no, no, we don't have it. Cool. Let's pick it up. Mm -hmm. And then you can just scan it right there. Be like, oh, sweet. It's already in my collection. (laughs) (laughs) In the the aspect of being a grown adult, me personally, like I, I, I don't get to sit down and watch movies as often as I would like to. So when a new movie comes out or I go to Best Buy to just, you know, browse shop and I see a movie and go, oh man, I haven't watched this in a while. Wait, do I own this? Like that, that aspect is like pure bliss. Also at my fingertips. (laughs) If you look at the uh, menu, there's also a menu. um, You click on the side, it'll show your collection, how many you have in your collection. And there's also another thing called releases. So you click that. And it shows you all the new releases for that week. And then you can see what's next week and what's the week after that. And what's the week after that. (laughs) (laughs) So once again, if you're a Blu-ray DVD 4k collector, like, like we are like, it's, it sounds stupid if you're not, but for us, it's like super exciting. And uh, the way I stumbled upon this and there was a ad for a different app on my Facebook and I checked it out and it was actually a subscription based app where you had to pay monthly for it. Uh, But this one was a little bit cooler because you could log, you know, movies, books, comics, action figures, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Like you could log all of it in like a database and and like a collection. But I was like, you know what? I think I just need the movies. You know, I just need the movie one, but I I couldn't justify playing a a subscription service to log something that I, that's a a little bit heavy for the movies you know, for what you get. And, you know, not to mention, you know, uh, and this could be an argument to the digital people. Cause like we were talking about, like if you're sitting there, you're like, I want to watch a movie. I don't know what I want to watch. I don't want to get up and look at my shelf. Well, now we can, which, you know, that's, that's kind of digital esque right yeah. there. If you're like, okay, now I can just look on my phone, but you know, uh, it's, it's neat. I like it. So called yeah. my movies. Uh, Tony is on there. Uh-huh. You can find him. Uh, Tony Vance, right? Yep. I'm yeah, in there. Uh, you can find me, Michael Puza. My last name's P-U-Z-A, in case you don't know. Lowercase P. Yeah, lowercase P <laughs> for some reason. Um, but if you add us on there, it'd be, I think it'd be really cool to look at other people's collections. Oh, yeah. You can 100%. see our, our dirty secrets. <laughs> I air all my dirty laundry, so I, I don't know. Maybe there's people that like haven't been over my house and seen my collection that might be like, wait, you have all the step-ups? And yeah. Like, yes, I do have all the step-ups. <laughs> we also have, though, the argument of... We, we have combined our collections with our significant others. So. I don't really have that argument. She didn't have a collection. I, oh. I, I think she brought, she brought in like surf ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the only one, maybe, maybe a couple other ones too. But like for the most part, like this collection is like, that's, it's pretty much me. And now it's, I think it's more of a joint buy nowadays. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not, well, not, not we're not going to get into this. It's split hairs all freaking day. Yeah. But no, it's a uh, super cool. My movies, check it out. Add us if you want. Yeah, um, tell your friends. 
We're going to start a new social media movement on yeah. my movies. <laughs> and you can share like when you're watching stuff. And then like, if you want to borrow something from somebody, you can be like, yeah. Hey, do you have this? And like, Oh, you don't shit. even have to ask. Go just, Hey Mike, can I borrow Batman? This it, title? Any Batman <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, really? That's pretty safe. Uh, bet for Mike. But. I think I have over 40 Batman titles. Good God. You can check it out. If you download the app, <laughs> we just did a better plug for that app than we did I know. for pod bros last week. And I feel like complete <laughs> shit for it and they're not even paying us like by no means is this a sponsored no but i'm but gonna i'm gonna we should make some calls i'm gonna to say i was gonna reach out to the app uh producers please and see do what's up yeah uh anywho but you can check us out every week on the fabulous fantastic pod bros <laughs> podcasting network we love you john and we love everybody over there i'm sorry we missed last week please don't please don't spank us <laughs> or maybe do <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, a little boring right now. Needs some um, space. You can also check us out anywhere where podcasts are listened to Spotify digitally. 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 <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all that good stuff. You can find us and listen. Subscribe. You can listen to us anywhere you want. You can expose your friends to us. Well, real quick, if you subscribe. Don't some- expose your friends to us. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, expose no. us to your friends. <laughs> If you subscribe to our RSS feed, um, most of the time you will get the episode a day before everybody else is aware that it's even released. So that be is sure true. to subscribe to the RSS yes. feed. Get all the kapow goodness, the gooey kapow cast goodness. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Sounds really bad. <laughs> Three men talking about comic books and the gooey goodness. No, 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 no. I was trying to think of another shirt, but I'm still, <laughs> I'm still pu- pushing for that. Should have went Catholic. <laughs> could have made bank. <laughs> I'll see what I can do for you. Maybe, put, maybe put it in the the Pod Bros, uh, the Pod Bros T-shirt. Yeah. Um, tea, what tea, I don't remember what it is. Teespring. Something like that. One of the yeah. We'll post the uh, link. You can go check out all the show's merchandise. We're not in there because we suck. Also, thank you to our Patreons. Yes. Janelle Kozlowski, Angel Doty. Thank you for your continued support. We want more money. <laughs> You're really going. <laughs> I'm gone today. I'm Give done. Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super Catholic. <laughs> Here comes the dish. Put in all your loose change. If you enjoy what we do every week and would like to support us, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash kapowcast. And for a little as a dollar, you can help us pay all of our podcasting bills. Don't interrupt my blog. I was going to say, and you could get access to some exclusive audio commentaries. That are out there. It's true. And have yet to see the light of day. Nope. But still in we're the, just waiting. They're still in the Kapowcast vault. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Disney's not the only one with a vault. Nope. Ours is much smaller, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not even a vault. It's just some boxes taped together. Yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a combination drawn on it. <laughs> with a little drop slot in the back. <laughs> To drop the not existing digital track. <laughs> it's just a piece of notebook paper we put in. 
<laughs> Nobody will ever know about this treasure. Oh, God. <laughs> and you can always check out our YouTube, which uh, we release videos every Sunday and Thursday. You can check out our trailer reactions and our tidbits, which is a nice little way to kind of ease your friends into the dark, dip a toe in, dark humor. And our uh, crazy rants and tyrants. And we also have, uh, we're always on in the talks and working on ideas for more yeah. content to come there. And uh, maybe there's something you would like to see. Is there yeah. a kind of video uh, that you people would like us to see do? You people. You people. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. We'd like any type of input. Any I feel type like of I feedback. It would be great. I feel like I need to end this before I say something terrible. <laughs> I was about to say you're borderline uh, Tony area. <laughs> you're about to be the one that says something racist. <laughs> it's, good. it's time we cut, cut it. it. Cut the check. Uh, join us next week for Kapowcast where we'll talk about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I am Mike. I'm Tony. See you next time.